Alright, what's up, what's up everybody? It's Aaron Parker right here, APNRS. Welcome aboard to episode 4. Yes, 4 episodes in. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely insane. Um, first of all, I hope everyone's having a great week or had a great weekend. I'll tell you what, I had a great weekend. I had a fantastic weekend. I'll tell you what, um, let's get straight into this. You know, um, crazy, crazy things going through my head. But I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really, really good. I'm feeling focused. I'm feeling sharp as rock. Uh, it's a good, it's a good crazy. Um, I'm a crazy guy anyway, so whatever I think or however I say things, it, it's just going to come out, you know. Um, okay, so on to this episode. So one of the things I really wanted to talk about is I wanted to get very introspective this episode, or at least for the first part of this episode. One of the things that I wanted to kind of talk about more than anything was the probably the real reason why I don't have a relationship um, with another female. Uh, let me just tell you right now, first thing, just to cut the water clear, uh, I'm not gay nor bisexual. I am a straight man. Um, it's 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 rough, you know, for someone like myself to get into a relationship and I don't think people I don't want to make myself out to be the victim card here either um, but sometimes people need to look at the perspective of the male um, at some degree you know and this is one of the things that we tend to negate about men's mental health particularly here in Movember uh, Movember is obviously aimed towards the mental health issues of the, the male and you know the thing is the real reason why I, I've stayed single for as long as I have intentionally is I wouldn't want to bring anybody else into this life. Um, the life that I have now, it's, it's built around a dark purpose. You know, the purpose that I have and the reason why I want to do stuff that I do, it's, it's out of the intent for me. It's for me and it's for my family. No one else. No one else. And to bring somebody into that chaos, that nightmare, and that hell, it's not a nice place to go to. It's a place of darkness. Lots and lots of darkness. Doesn't mean, and this is the thing that people tend to forget, a good man is the most dangerous individual in a room. Because they, do, they have a control over their demons greater than anybody. And that that good man doesn't mean he doesn't assert himself. But when he asserts himself, that's the most dangerous individual in the room because he's controlled it. He's had years. He's had mastery over those demons at this point. He has the mental game up in his headspace, probably greater than a lot of people out there. When you don't have to exert yourself, when you don't worry about the external factors of other individuals it can make you a very very dangerous individual not just to you not just to your family but to everyone else outside of that family to your friends quote-unquote even sometimes particularly as you start to discover your true you tap into that true monster inside and for me the focus for me is me. 
And if I can focus on me, then the influence of looking after myself drags onto other individuals in a positive mannerism. Because I'm I'm not afraid to work harder. I'm not afraid to take on more weight. I'm not afraid to take on any extra load. Physically, there's days where I will be down on the ground, but mentally, I'm unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. And I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how anybody wants to bring any type of ideas across to me. Mentally, I am unstoppable. And if you keep saying that to yourself constantly, regardless of whatever is thrown at you in life, it will make an umpteen difference. You're not arrogant or cocky for saying that. You're confident. And you have will. Willpower can take you a long way. And people say you can't rely on will. Bullshit. There's situations in life that you will have to rely on sheer will to drag you across certain things. Your body may shut down and there's times where you're mentally just straight up not there. But you have to just drag yourself out of that bed and will yourself to a place that you've never gone before. Never gone before. And that's what it's all about for myself in life. I've gone through situations in life where I had to straight up will it. Will is something that I think is my strongest attribute in life. Nothing else. It's will. I think my willpower is stronger than a majority of individuals of my age. I think my willpower drags me across to the point where I can go the distance and I don't have any single care less of what anybody, anybody thinks. And that will will drive me to the point where if I did have a relationship, that shit would be done in probably about a couple months. That's a maximum. Because all I'm focusing on is wanting to reach my goals. And that's it. Nothing else. But not only that as well, it's a personal thing as well. When you have a when you have a when you have a brothers with disabilities, when you have brothers that it's difficult for the outside perspective unless you've lived in it to comprehend. It's difficult. And if you're not, if you don't have that context in your own life, it's just difficult. It's tough to understand. And I respect that and I understand that. Not everyone's going to be like me. I don't expect everyone to understand. Part of life. However, It's it's something I wouldn't want to bring on to anybody else. Um, and people say, y- you never know. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. It never is. And sometimes you just got to call a spade for a spade. And you got to be realistic with things as well. As much as we want dreams and want to catch for dreams, sometimes we need to <laughs> slow the brakes down and find some realism in those dreams. But I don't know, man. It's uh, sometimes it's difficult to express things like this because I rarely get a chance to do it ever to anybody. Anybody. And usually when I do, it's just nods of the head. There's no clear apprehension or understanding of what I'm saying. <laughs> and you know what? 
it's tough. It's tough. And, you know, the thing that I like to use about this podcast is is to grasp another perspective or grasp a perspective to you guys about not only just my life, but the life of many individuals out there as well. Because I wouldn't be the only one in this circle and I probably never will be the only one. And, um, you know, the... It's, it's, it's a matter of fact of, you know, the ideas as well. And you, you've heard the cliche sayings. There's, there's bigger fish out there in the sea. Um, you know, the right one will come. I've heard it all. I've heard it all. And when you have people around you that don't help you in this perspective and you're not expecting anybody to help, you're not expecting anything, um, which is what I talked about in the last episode, having no expectations. I still stand by that. Um, I don't expect anything more. I don't expect anything less from anybody. This isn't a plea. I don't need, I don't need a fucking plea. I don't need sympathy. All I need is just people to hear. Hear what I'm saying. You know, and there's going to be a point where with that as well, family the comprehension starts to get difficult so for me it's uh, it's all about trying to just sail the seas of life at this point and um, whatever happens happens and uh, y- you know I don't know if Anybody would be interested in a man like myself, you know? Um, It's, I don't know. It's tough. It's probably one of the tougher things I have to go through throughout my life. Um, And, you know, the fact that I'm kind of pausing and having to catch my breath it's uh it's difficult it's tough and i'm not going to sit here and say it isn't either you know it's definitely one of those things that i think can break somebody down is love but love is also one of the most powerful things if not the most powerful thing in life if you're able to love somebody and find another love in your life that shit's beautiful and it can carry you on for a long long time but if love goes wrong, it can break your spirit and it can break you mentally and it can take you down a dark, dark path if not careful. Um, especially not when handled correctly. And, you know, one of those things that I always worry about is am I going to live my whole life without somebody alongside me? I don't know. We can't look into that future. That's your pride talking, right? Um, so, we'll see. We'll see. Obviously, I'm still 23. That's young, you know. And um, But there's, there, there hasn't ever been any any chance for me, you know, at any point. Um, and I think that's what makes it very, very tough. Is the family, is the, is the will, and the drive that I would negate any type of relationships, you know. And... Um, 
that's where sometimes you don't find balance. You know, balance. If you, if you if you're obsessed about shit, you, you, the balance does never it never comes. It never comes. Um, you could try it, but if you balance yourself either, then you're not really hungry enough. Um, so, man, let's uh, let's just celebrate as well the fact that we're still alive, that that we're still here on Earth, and um, we're still going for emotions. I'm still going for emotions, and no matter what happens, uh, no matter how times rough could be for anybody, just be grateful that at the end of the day, somebody's having a little bit harder than you, you're doing better than most individuals out there, and you're a strong, strong, strong individual. You're loved, you're cared about, and you're respected by your companions and other individuals as well in your life. Your family loves you, and I hope they do. Um, and just stay strong through it. Um, that's to all my, to my boys out there, to all my males. Um, stay with it and stick strong. All right. All right. We're gonna go on break, and um, I'll talk to you guys back here in a sec. So, one of the things that I wanted to bring to light was the wake-up time in the morning. Now, I'll tell you what, man. I know some people out there that say they're not a morning person. But I truly believe that you can build the habit that you are a morning person. For me, I've been getting up at 4 o'clock from Monday to Friday. Every day. Monday to Friday. And I'll tell you what, the tone that it sets for your entire day is pretty special in the mannerism that I feel like the 4am wake up calls present you time with silence and this is something I've been reading in the stillness is the key book by Ryan Holiday which I think is a phenomenal book Ryan Holiday I think is probably the best author at this time when it comes to the best mainstream author in regards to introducing an individual to stoicism right um and that's something i've always been trying to hunt probably probably now for my whole entire life was to learn how to be a stoic um it's something that i've always wanted to to be and be known as was a modern day stoic am i there yet fuck no not even close but i will say i'm creating enough steps that i feel like that could be the case and in that 4 a.m. wake-up call, I take my pre-workout, I get my electrolytes and my creatine, make my bed, turn on my humidifier. Those are the daily habits that set the tone for your entire day right there. Right there. If you create that right there, you're set to go. So I feel like if you can create those steps and those tones right there through your basic habits of cleaning your room you're good to go 
and I never used to clean my room, but now every single morning I get up, I attempt to clean my room as best as I can. Because if you could start your day by doing the most basic things, it just really sets a positive tone for the rest of your day. And then after that, I go to the go to the Oval and I lunge. Now, right now, I'm on three days in a row of a mile with minimalist footwear. I'm using my Vivo Barefoot Primus Lights All Weathers, which are phenomenal, phenomenal shoes for anything. Weight training, walking, running, lunging. I just think it's a brilliant, brilliant investment. And I think it's probably one of the best investments I have ever made in my entire life. One of the best. Now, I've been also listening to a pod, uh, an audible book called Born to Run by Christopher McDougall. That's a hell of a book, man. That's a hell of a book. Because what it basically teaches you is about the limitations of the human body and how the, the how tribes of the South American and African rely on the most minimalist stuff. I'm not even kidding. They wear robes and they wear sandals and they're running. And that's it. And because their Achilles tendons are so springy and so powerful and strong and their feet, the intrinsic muscles in their feet are so strong and powerful, they're able to go for miles and miles and miles on end. Now, the reason why that is, is they haven't accustomed themselves to Western culture. When you don't accustom yourself to Western culture and you become a bit more ancestral with living, there's there's fulfillment and there's a spiritual element to the running for these guys as well. They like running because they like it. And what the book says is that people run for the sake of trying to lose weight or trying to beat a marathon time. But these guys run for joy. They just want to run because they want to run. And these guys don't run you know, a couple kilometers a day. These guys run ultra marathons every single day, every day, and they don't get injuries. No injuries. They don't have to hydrate themselves every 10 kilometers. They don't have to get energy bars or any of that shit. They just keep going. They keep going. That's crazy. And this book convinced me quite a bit about the ideas of using the pl- using the planet as your food source as well and that's something I kind of always knew anyway now I'm not a vegan and I probably will not go vegan ever or at least at any point point, uh, excuse me anytime soon never say never but the, 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 the power of using the planet around you as a resource of food gets a little underappreciated using vegetables using fruits using legumes using grains from mother nature can really provide a tremendous, tremendous amount of health benefits. That even comes down to eating a fucking banana. If you could just eat banana and nuts, that's gonna make a massive difference to your nutrition. And know that as well, it's gonna, you're gonna feel great. You're gonna feel anabolic as shit. Who the hell doesn't wanna eat something like peanut butter? Now, I'm allergic to peanuts, so I can't really eat peanuts, but referring to stuff like, you know, nut butters, walnuts, you know, pecans, macadamias, Brazil nuts, cashews, almonds, any nut, any nut, pistachios, this is what it all comes down to. If you can rely on the planet as your source of food as well, alongside if you wanted to, like myself, eat meat, go ahead. But not only that as well, you're going to feel better. You're going to feel much better because there's healthy sources of fat in that. And fats keep you less craved for a little bit longer. 
that's why I've made a little bit of a change in my diet where I started to increase the fat total as I've started to get leaner because I've wanted to make sure that fats now become my main energy source over carbohydrates. Now, carbohydrates are not bad. They are not bad, and I'm not telling you they suck. They don't suck at all. Carbohydrates are brilliant. They're great. Who doesn't love carbohydrates? If you're anti-carbohydrate, then you don't understand the physiology of the human body. Your body needs carbohydrates as an energy source. It's a must, just like protein, just like fats, right? They all come as a third of an equal in terms of importance. You need your protein, you need your fats, and you need your carbohydrates. That's it, right? But on context, and depending on which diet you do, you will need more than some than the other. So if you are an endurance athlete, you're going to need carbohydrates and a good ass amount of carbohydrates as well. Enough to make sure that if you're doing multiple sessions a day, you're going to need the fuel. You're going to need a lot of it as well. Fats, I actually recommend, this is a hot take, but I actually recommend a high amount of fats for bodybuilders and athletes of, um, of sports. So if you're an individual like let's say myself, who lunges, who lifts weights, here and there goes for a ski erg session or a bike session. That's only about 20 to 30 minutes, but that 20, 30 minutes, you're going to get your heart rate up to about 140 to 150 beats per minute at an average. Yeah, I think something like fats and incorporating a decent amount of fats can actually help out because that's going to be your main energy source and it's going to give you a good amount of calories because you're going to per gram of fat has the most uh, most calories, excuse me, which is nine calories per gram. Carb seven, protein four. So if you can rely on a high protein, high fat diet and then get a medium carbohydrate in there, you're honestly going to be really good to go. Your energy is going to feel great. You're not going to feel like crap. And as well, it's, it, 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 it feels great. Like your body feels great. Like you're, you're not crashing because your insulin levels are so fucking 50-50 that they're jumping up and down. Because you'll notice that a lot of people when they eat a lot of carbohydrates, just around lunchtime, they crash. They just crash after three o'clock. And that was a massive issue for me. After three o'clock, I was fucking out of it. I was out of it. I was just, that's it. That's when I was starting to cut down, right? Now that's all a part of the process. All a part of the process. Everybody gets that as they start to cut down weight. People's like, oh, but that doesn't happen to me. Even on a slow calorie deficit, at some point or another, as you decrease those calories, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. You're going to hit a brick wall at some point or another. It's just how the, it's just how it works. That's how the body works. Um, if you haven't hit a brick wall yet, your nutrition is fucking phenomenal, and I give you absolute props. Your nutrition is spectacular. You're killing it. Keep doing it, okay? I'm just saying. For a lot of people, 95% of individuals out there, they hit a brick wall roughly about 3 to 5 p.m. 3 to 5, unless they're taking an excessive amount of caffeine, which is very possible as well. For me, I only take my pre-workout, and that's literally the only caffeine I take. Here and there, I'll have a Coke. A Coke around lunchtime. That's at 11 o'clock. So even then, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, yeah, I'm I'm feeling good at the moment. I'm feeling really good with this high-fat approach. You know, avocados is my go-to fats, and then obviously now, you know, around 6-ish, 6.30-ish, I'll usually go for something like, um... Ah, what is it? I'll go for some wow butter, which is beautiful. It tastes so good. And a banana. And I'll also have uh, some honey. 
mm, that last night I had that, that knocked me out. It knocked me out for sleep. It knocked me out. Like, it knocked me out because I had so much insulin in my body and it just went straight down as soon as I was getting ready to go to bed. Take a bit of powdered magnesium for sleep. That's it. I'm out. I'm out. That's it. I was out. Knocked out by 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock I was knocked out, which is crazy. And I was able to get up at 3.30 and I felt like a million bucks. I felt great. I felt great, which is, that's big time. If I'm feeling that good in the morning, that early, yeah, something's working. And I looked at myself in the mirror after the lunges today and I was like, God damn, I'm looking great. Like that was probably the only time during this cut where I was actually very impressed with myself. I rarely, rarely look at my physique and I go, oh yeah, you know, I look good. But this morning, I was impressed. I was like, yeah, I'm looking bad. I'm looking damn good. <laughs> so that's rare for me to say, particularly with my physique. I, I, I'm just n- never satisfied and it sucks. I can never look at myself in the mirror. Now people say, oh, could that potentially be body dysmorphia? No, it's not. It's just, it's just like I'm not satisfied. You know, the job's not finished until the job's done. Um, with this calorie deficit and this cut, then I'm not going to be satisfied and I'm not going to be, you know, looking to be complacent and comfortable just because I look good, but I don't look great. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I don't fall for that bullshit just yet. Um, but yeah, no, really good. Really excited about this new approach to it as well. And what I'm loving about my nutrition at the moment is I'm still having Saturday cheats. I fucking love it. That's the thing I love about my nutrition. Now, throughout Monday to Friday, I'm strict as shit. I'm strict, bang on the money. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how people perceive it. I'm strict. I'm on the money with my food. It's how it's meant to be. Monday to Friday, you're not sinking piss. You're not meant to be having fast food during those times. I back off that. I back off. Until it's about Friday night, if it's because sometimes I do have events on a Friday, like if I'm going out with the family for lunch or um, you know, dinner or something like that, I can understand Friday. Friday, I can usually hop on a little bit early and I can be like, all right, I'll have a cheat. Saturday, same thing. If you know family's going out for dinner at the Crown or something like that, or we're going out for dinner in general, or my mates and I are going out for dinner, which we, I've been, we've been doing a lot more recently, which has been fantastic for bonding for us. And we're not seeing each other as often as what we would have. And honestly, it feels great. Um, because it's re- every time we do see each other now, it, it, it's great. You know, we learn... We talk about it, you know, because we have so much gap in between now because we're all busy, you know, everybody has busy lives. It's no one's fault. No one's pointing the finger at anybody. It's no one's fault at all. You know what I mean? It's just how life works. And then when we do talk, man, we treasure it more, you know, we treasure those moments a little bit better because we're not seeing each other every single week, right? When you see your friends every single week, what the hell does that say? You know what I mean? So when you have a bit more space in between those weeks, it just feels a little bit better. It just feels great. You know what I mean? Unless you're best friends or very, very close friends, then that's a different ball game. You could see each other like almost every day and you're all good. You could talk about just whatever. But if it's like just really, if, if it's good friends or anything like that, you know, um, among that line, that space in between gets a little underappreciated. It gets a little underappreciated. And I think people tend to forget that element of friendship as well. Spacing. Just giving, giving, giving some space between you guys. Give, give yourself some more time in between. When you do that, honestly, everything just feels much better. You just feel more comfortable with one another. Um, there's more to talk about as well because there's so much space in between. It can fill up 
time for a conversation. So that's something that I feel gets very underappreciated quite heavily. But man, it feels great. It feels great to have those cheat meals. You know, I had Mexican um, two weeks ago on Saturday and that tasted brilliant. It was so good. So good. And then this week, it was crazy. Um, I had I had a burger um, and loaded fries and that tasted immaculate. Immaculate. It was brilliant. Beautiful food. Beautiful food. Good, great burger. I was, I was keen for a burger. That's all I was thinking about that week was burger, 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 burger. Nothing else. Nothing beats a burger for me. Burger, Mexican, that's it. Nothing else. Nothing else. Pizza. Pizza's great. I do like pizza as well. But the cheese and stuff like that and like the, the dough, it's just not for me. I feel like it bloats me up massively. But a burger, that doesn't do that. Burger I can just eat all the way through. And, and I'm all good to go, right? Um, so that's where um, when I start to eat and shit like that, you know, those are the type of cheats I tend to go for is more of the burger cheats, the Mexican cheats, and then dessert. Sugar sugar cheats, I actually do prefer. Like even if I just eat my meal on Saturday night and then I just really pick out on the dessert, that can really be big time, you know, because sugar cravings for me are massive. I'm a massive sweet tooth guy more than savory. I, I used to think I was savory, but going through this calorie deficit and shit like that, nah, it's definitely sugar. Sugar is a massive craving for me, man. I'm a huge sugar craving guy. Um, so when I was able to get onto some ice cream or some McFlurries and have a whole fucking bar of Kit Kat, yeah, I was onto that shit. And it wasn't even a refeed at this point. It was a binge. It was a binge, right? When 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 my nutritional coach gave me the green light, I was like, "Fuck it, I gotta go all the way through." So I ate the whole bar of this caramel crisp Kit Kat. It tasted amazing. It was so delicious, man. Like it was yummy. So I was really really happy about that. It tasted amazing. I dipped it in biscoff. Oh man, it was so good, so good. Like. I don't think anybody could imagine it. It was delicious. And then I had an Oreo McFlurry and, oh, man. Man, oh, man. Oh, so good, so good. But you got to remember as well, cheat meals get a little underappreciated in the fact that it can actually help you out beneficially with with your muscle mass because it can actually restore your glycogen levels tremendously. Um, because obviously when you start to eat super, super dialed in and clean, make sure your macros are bang on it, everything like that, your, 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 what's it? Your body is in such a low depleted glycogen level that when you give them that refeed or that cheat on a Friday or a Saturday or both days, it spikes up, it goes up and your muscles just feel fuller. There's water retention coming back in. You look jacked. You look really, really good. So that was one of the massive things that I looked at after cheat meals. Like when I had that Mexican, the next day I looked great. I looked fantastic. I was really impressed. On Sunday, I looked like crap. I did not look good at all. But then I'd had a refeed on Sunday as well. I had Biscoff um, for breakfast and then I had Biscoff English muffins, which is delicious as well. And then I had a flava from Red Rooster. Then I looked at myself on Monday and I was like, okay, I look all right. I look decent, right? Today, 
I looked crazy. I looked probably the best I've ever looked in this entire calorie deficit. And I was probably about 81 kilograms. So I went back to that normal weight that I usually hang around, which is what I wanted, right? So this whole time of me cutting, bulked up for two days, three days, and then it just the water just dropped out and went back to normal. But my muscles looked super filled in, which is big time. That's what I kind of wanted to go for. That was the look I wanted to go for. So I was happy as hell, man. But um, yeah, definitely the thing to take out of this conversation right now is always always try to look for refeeds, man. Refeeds are brilliant. Um, even if you just did it once every meal each week. So if you have, yeah, sometimes it's tough with my family because sometimes Thursdays we get food and then Wednesdays or Tuesdays and it, it's very randomized and where we can potentially get you know get the pizza delivered to us or we go out, we, we, they decided to get tired, right? Which is fine. You know, I'm not judging anybody for that. But um, it's tough. It's not easy, right? Because you want that shit. But you have a goal in mind. And sometimes you just got to look at that long-term process. However, at the same time, you're human. You're human. At the same time, you're a human being. So you need to make sure that you do treat yourself when it is time. And you've earned it. Don't go around eating shit and just say you've earned it. You haven't earned it yet. If you have to say that shit, you haven't earned it. If you're at that point where you're fucking craving it and you've worked hard for weeks and weeks on end with your conditioning and your strength, yeah, you've earned it. You've earned it. And you'll know it. You'll you'll know it 95% of the time when you've earned it. All right. I'm going to call it there. I really appreciate everybody coming off episode four. Make sure you share it out. Make sure you give out a comment. Any feedback you have, please just provide it. And um, yeah, we'll talk soon for episode five. Peace.